We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Humans Were Here Records. Their artist TLB, a punk rock powerhouse from Chicago, has a killer new song streaming everywhere Tuesday, February 8th, called Fucked Up and Lonely. So mark your freaking calendars and get ready to party or cry or whatever your heart's going to make you do. Find out all about Humans We're Here and TLB by going to humanswerehere.com and following them on their socials at humans.were.here and at TLB Kicks Ass. Enjoy the rest of the show. Unsigned Pop Punk presents Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. I'm Bear from Of Brighter Skies. And I'm Pat from Cities Never Sleep. And we have an amazing, amazing episode with you. With you? God damn it. For you. We have an amazing episode for you with Pat. <laughs> uh, we uh, we had our dear friend uh, Austin Dury come in, and uh, he's the vocalist for an amazing, amazing band uh, called Coyote Kid. Oh yeah, so good. We had we had some good chats. Um, I'm really uh, I'm a little disappointed uh, about you know some uh, some cryptozoology stuff, but we kind of go over that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and you'll if, find out if you if you think you know what cryptozoology is, you're smart. If you think you might have an idea, you don't. I I didn't I didn't. <laughs> finish. You should. I, 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 I thought it was pretty common knowledge to be quite honest. But tell you what, we'll we'll save that for the segment. Uh, that said, this podcast is really really incredible, and we want to make sure that you guys go support Coyote Kid on all of their social media, and also make sure that you guys are going to support Unsigned Pop Punk. Look, guys, we do this full time and we are so excited to announce that uh yeah there's there's not much to it man like we just uh we're out here to support you and in return we we ask that you guys go follow us on our social media yeah. pat is uh is pretty much the the brains behind this whole whole thing so make sure that uh you know he feels loved and welcomed because i love him hey this is for everybody it's about everybody <laughs> we're a community baby yeah man and uh with that let's get into the episode Cool. Well, welcome to early, but welcome to the podcast. Uh, we got a really awesome guest with you uh, with us today is Austin Dury from Coyote Kid. Hello. Guys, if you haven't listened to Coyote Kid, do it after the podcast <laughs> or now. I don't even care. Just shut up. Quit the podcast. The podcast and, right yeah, now. Just quit it. Go Cut it right it. now. No. <laughs> Cut it and go. I'm you pretty sure I say that like first. every time, too. <laughs> like it's it's pretty damn close. Every time I start this podcast, I, would, I just tell people to stop listening to the podcast <laughs> and go listen to the band of the person we're interviewing. That's, it's usually that's that simple. Just shut this dedicated. crap down. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I could go into the like the analytics of it and just be like, see where people stop listening? It's like and, and well, right there. That's where me. it was. He told me. He, I did it. <laughs> like I'd I'd be impressed. I'd be like. They did it. Good job. Well, yeah. What well, power then, you have as a host. Yeah, and if <laughs> right? and if you have that kind of power, then you need to save it till later. <laughs> That's true. I should just like cut it and edit it, and I'll put it at the very end of the podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god. So cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I hate doing this over Zoom because it's just like delay. <laughs> uh, so for our listeners that are not aware. Austin, you guys used to be called uh, Mara in the Mainsail. Correct. Uh, tell us the story of how you evolved into Coyote Kid. Like, what is the history here? 
Yeah. So, you know, we um, we started Mara in the main sale when uh, me and Wilder, the other Austin, um, we started the band when we were 17, mm-hmm. called it Mara in the main sale because we liked the sound of it. And, uh, and you know, we, we were, were the, had that name for like a long time. We were pretty mm-hmm. like dedicated to just keeping doing that. Um, but we, you know, wanted to change our name like a couple years into it um, just for just for kind of ease of of people remembering it and and you know Martin the Mainsell is such a like like it's nice once you know it but trying to tell it to someone is like mm-hmm. really yeah. difficult we always yeah. had this this instance of um we'd be like at a show and there's loud music and you'd be like what's the name of your band again and we're trying to like yell in someone's ear Martin <laughs> Martin it's yeah. like Martin the Mainsell how yeah. do you spell it oh and, boy well and not only that <laughs> I remember like I remember playing with you guys at the What's Up Lounge in Mankato, like yeah, wow, two thousand something, and <laughs> uh, and uh, I I remember half the band always used to think it was Mariah in the mainsail. Like, yep. At one point, we had a member named Mariah. Yep. And that yep. like made it even harder. <laughs> like, is it her band? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or either that, or they'd go up to the the female vocalist and say. Are you Mara? And it's like, well, no, but like, <laughs> so anyway, right. all those things combined and kind of being hard to make, you know, hard to market all these things. Uh, we, we asked our record label at the time if we could change our name and they said no. Uh, and uh, we put out a record that we wanted to be the first of our new name, but then whatever, that was, that was our record bone crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up uh, parting ways with our record label and 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 able to make our own decisions and and we decided to go for it and uh, rip off that band-aid. We were kind of like, you know, if we're in it for the long haul and, and we, you know, we don't want to keep building on this, you know, loose foundation of poorly marketable, you know, words. So, um, and yeah, and so then with the next... Um, um, the next album, like one of the characters in the album was named Coyote Kid. Okay. And, uh, and that's, we just decided to go with that. So here we are. <laughs> well, it's a dope-ass band name. Yeah. Well, thanks. It, <laughs> it, it's so catchy and easy to remember, and it, it's, a, it's a great name. <laughs> we we many uh, had many meetings about finding a new name <laughs> to not make any of the mistakes we made before. <laughs> well, picking out a band name is always like a really difficult thing, though. Totally. You know? yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yep. you. I mean, you got to get everybody to agree on something, which is hard enough in its own right. Just getting <laughs> yeah. people to no figure crap. out where they're going to eat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's that's always such a hard part. Yeah, I remember a big. I'm a, I'm a really like visual person. I do all of our like graphic design and stuff. And I remember I, like my biggest like selling point for Coyote Kid was that if it's all caps, the C and the D on the end like make this nice shape and I like yeah. loved that. And so I was, I was like trying to explain to my bandmates who are somewhat less visual. And I was like, and I was like, no, see, it's symmetrical. Like with these two ends and <laughs> see <Yeah>. my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, I get that. Well, you had me uh, recently just, um, well, you just mentioned that you guys were on a record label mm-hmm. and now I know that that was in the past and you parted ways, but um, walk us through what that was like. Cause let's be honest, like most people's, dream whether they realize like what goes into it or what doesn't go into it with a record label most people's dream is to be on a record label right that seems like the the big goal to achieve so in some way shape or form you guys were actually able to achieve that goal 
And so just walk us through that process of like what, what it was like to get that offer. And then, you know, even if it was shitty, because let's be honest, there's <laughs> like it looks it doesn't look like from the look of your on your face, it doesn't look like it went over too well. <laughs> um, but that said, that's honestly that's the reality of the music industry is labels aren't this glorified thing. And we talked about this with our last episode with um, with Izzy uh, labels aren't this big, glorious end all be all. It's a loan. It's a mm-hmm. bank. They're out there to make money off of your like market. So um, walk us through that process of, of uh, Mara and the mainsail getting signed to a record label. Yeah. So uh, so we, we had had um, we had already had two record label like offers that we turned down um, before this one. Um, and those were from record labels that we knew kind of had a reputation of, of signing bands to see if they blow up and then kind of just putting them on the shelf and bands getting just like shut down because of that and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. those were record labels that we weren't interested in. Those were the ones that worked more like a bank or whatever. Um, and then with, uh, with our first record label, I, I'm not, I won't say the name of it, but it, uh, I mean, you absolutely can if you want to. You don't well, have to. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not. <laughs> I don't know anymore. if you have that whole NDA. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, old record label. Uh, uh, we m- recently signed with Third String. This is not Third String that we're talking about. Different record label. But um, but uh, uh, <laughs> I actually was at the. Um, I was at the uh, the post office with a bunch of our. We had. We're shipping out a bunch of vinyl records. Um, for our Kickstarters, um, for our first album. And, uh, and, uh, this dude next to me was shipping out vinyl too. And he was the owner of a record label. And we like (laughs) met at the post office. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And I gave him my car. He gave me his car, whatever. Um, but, uh, and yeah, you know, at the beginning they did a lot of really good things for us. Um, they got us on the road a lot. They, we were able to tour a bunch. Um, they got us to South by Southwest twice, which was really oh, awesome. Wow. That's huge. Um, yeah, and um, and um, but uh, along the way, you know, right off the bat, uh, when we first even talked about signing with them or whatever, uh, two different people like warned us that the dude was like sketchy and had a history of being weird, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, and then we kind of said, ah, it'll be fine, and what kept going, right? Uh, like that won't be us. There's no way we yeah, won't let it happen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but anyway. Um, long story short, uh, we were on them. We were with them for a couple years. We recorded an album with them. Um, um, and yeah, there was just a bunch of really sketchy stuff, uh, a bunch of questionable, uh, financial things that we lost a lot of money on. Uh, and, uh, and then we also just found out that, um, that, uh, they were like, uh, basically lying to venues as we were touring and so every place we would go what to, we like almost we would like leave, and they'd be like, "Well, we were promised you'd bring four hundred people," and we're like, "We've never oh. been here before. This is a <laughs> tiny town." And, what? And it was like, "Oh, well, we didn't tell you that." <laughs> so that kind of Jeez. stuff. That, uh, that then we just kind of yeah, it was just like the record label had kind of garnered a bad reputation with that and and all that jazz. So uh, so yeah, then we um you know had the talks and decided to cut that cord and that was about the time we had wanted to change our name anyway and all that kind of stuff so all that kind of happened around the same in the same year but um but uh yeah and then uh uh and then our last single before this one we tried like a like a one-off 
deal with uh, with a record label. Um, they were really great to work with, but we decided to have it be one song with them. And uh, and uh, yeah, they were much uh, much more uh, professional about things. But uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, this last single we put out was was back on fully independent, and uh, and we'll probably stay that way. I think I think we've. I think we've had our fill with record labels for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fair, and that's something that a lot of people, like I think I stated before, like a lot of people don't actually understand the what it what being on a record label actually entails, and yeah. the difference between being successful independently and being like being successful on a label. You right. know, um, we had mentioned this in our last episode about like as soon as you get a contract in front of you, the real work starts, no matter mm-hmm. what contract Absolutely. it is. So it's like. Just because you get signed to your favorite record label doesn't mean they're going to pump a bunch of money into promotion. It means you're going to have to fork up some cash and like hustle, you know, like even harder. Like, yep. because it, you know, there are some amazing stories out there. Um, I think uh, I could be wrong about this, but I think Shinedown is like on uh, Atlantic Records. I think that's what they're on. And, um, They've been on Atlantic Records for a long time for two reasons. One, they've created a symbiotic relationship where, uh, you know, this is just an example, but Shinedown releases a bunch of music for all of their fans, and it it in turn kick like basically kicks in the label, and then they promote, and that in turn brings more to Shinedown, and that kicks back over to the label, and it creates this like symbiotic relationship. But when one of those pieces doesn't work neither will mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean like so yeah. focus you know if you guys are out there like thinking about you know that your end goal is uh record label think about what you're doing right now to promote your yourself to self-promote and to get yourself out there yeah. um did you want to have anything else to say on that before we go to our next questions yeah you know um, i i feel like i feel like record labels like at the end of the day no one's given anyone anything for free and so mm-hmm. record labels if they sign you it's because they think that they can extract value from you. Yeah. yeah. And if you can also extract value from them, it can work. But yeah. which but, like uh, that and yeah. that's not a bad thing, right? No, like exactly. seeing somebody like seeing somebody and going, hey, what you have has value in like in my eyes, like that per- kind of perceived value isn't a bad thing. It's totally. just it's just a thing. It's just yep. how you go about doing it. But yep. remembering that if somebody sees value in your work, it still means you hold all the cards. Yep. You know and, what I mean? Like, and yeah. keep it true to like, keep it true to you. I, and I think that's what we said that again at the last yeah. podcast, but like, keep true to you. I can't stress, I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I think that, um, that, um, the other thing to always keep in mind is that like independent artists, when you keep all the money, it's like, it's easier to be financially viable on your own, but yeah. the, there's a higher, it's harder to get bigger. So it's like, there's like, there's like, uh, uh, it's easier to just like survive on your own and it's harder to like blow up and get big. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but it's also hard to survive when the label's taking a bunch of your money, you know? Yeah. So it's, that's kind of the trade off of that. Yeah, but, um, catch 22 right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for us specifically, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, our fan base, um, like our whole model is not really about blowing up. Like it's not, our model is about like, one fan at a time are we are we always say like our fans are like it's like (laughs) it's like a deep fan base where like we only have you know 100 people show up to a show but they'll all go nuts and buy a hoodie Mm -hmm. and whatever like yep so it's like Mm -hmm. it's like 
you know, we're, we're kind of committed to that style that, you know, of like, we're going to be a couple people's favorite band of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't need to be, you it, know, the biggest thing. It's so like kind of on that topic then. So you've, you've really amassed quite the cult following uh, <laughs> of your fans, having people dress up as your characters at concerts. Uh, when you started this project, did you ever imagine you would get to that point? <laughs> so, uh, so before I started this project, um, I wanted to be, I was big on like drawing and stuff. And I, and like, as a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a comic book artist. I'm going to write and make mm. comic books. And that's amazing. And I was that's like, so cool. that's like, and I wanted to like make these crazy fantasy stories and stuff. And our first, our first EP was based on like a comic book story that I was working on. So, uh, so I think that kind of integrating the music culture with like nerd culture and like, and like that deep fan base and lore and all that kind of stuff has like, it's always just kind of been like a part of a part of the music DNA and everything. I don't know if that was always like (laughs) the intent or whatever, but I was just like, that was, those were the stories that was in my head. So (laughs) that's what came out. Right. And for uh, sure. And so I guess that goes right into our next, the, uh, the next question I had as well is and, like, because all of your songs are are so, like, the scope of them are so good. large. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, very so good. Like, like very, <laughs> very cinematic. So when you're, like, making, so obviously, as you said, like, your first album, it was a story about, a, like, your comic book. So are, are all of your, like, songs, like, kind of written with some sort of vision inside your head of, like, a story? Yeah. So, you know, usually, um, I'll approach an album. We we make like every album is, uh, has a structured story to it. It's usually like a, like a three, three part story or a, or a five part, you know, structure. Um, and, um, and I always come in, come into it with like mostly visuals I'm starting with of scenes. I want to scenes I want to portray or whatever. Um, and then that'll kind of lead to characters. Then we flush them out into characters and then that all kind of trickles down. And then, and then, uh, the the actual making of the song the songs as a whole like that's usually like one of the last steps mm-hmm. of of all of it and then and then I'll kind of let sometimes I'll you know let the ideas up for the music narrate where the story goes if I want to you know incorporate a certain scene or whatever um and um yeah so it, it's all it's all the albums are all based on these big stories so it all kind of ends up they're like self-contained stories each album is but they're also all part of this big like like bigger universe thing that's like yeah uh, that spans awesome. like thousands of years and stuff like that yeah uh, so i another question i actually have is that i i don't i didn't prep this one at all but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> going off the rails i'm going off the rails but like okay so with that being said like uh, all like all of your videos and stuff are are awesome as well um, have you ever thought about just making like, um, like all, like a video for each song on your album that is just one like basically big movie? That is like is like the big the big dream would be something like that, and it's but it's also like, you know, the scope of the stories are always like so outlandish that it's like. Someone's gonna loan, loan us two hundred million dollars to make a Hollywood movie, or like, because like, you know, that's like CGI like this, is gonna be outrageous. Yeah, but like for real, like, like this last album is like 
it's like a post-apocalyptic infection story with like a you know like like ghost skeleton cowboy like and like a Frankenstein monster and like all these kinds of things like that they're like we can't but, afford that in a music but video. That could, <laughs> but that could be so. But like, uh, just watched one of your last videos. Uh, I can't think of which song it is. The one where you you're dressed as like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, that's probably for uh, uh, Skeleton Man. Yep. That's what it is. Skeleton. Man. Yep. So yeah. like, you could do something really cool and indie kind of kind of vibe with it. You know, like. Right. Yeah. That one was kind of a. Um, uh, that was kind of a, a happy cross-section of like plausibility for that video happening with it mm-hmm. also making sense in the story uh uh but uh but yeah i mean it, it, any chance we get a opportunity to like portray the story we're like we'll take it but uh you know our, our last album before this was all about like like sentient forest animals like in this like forest kingdom with like Whoa. a wicked fox <laughs> king and That's all that kind so of stuff cool. so it's like <laughs> we what are we gonna do like Call up Disney and make an animated movie, like yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like if anybody out there knows a guy, like (laughs) just uh, hey, you can find us at at Unsigned Pop Punk, and we'll we'll relay the message. Uh, (laughs) I've reached out to I've reached out to animate. Oh, I I was just gonna say I've reached out to animation artists before to be like, hey, let's make a music video. And every time they're like, yeah. It'll take five years. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it'll not. take a long time. And, and that, that's another thing, too, is, like, you want to make sure you're supporting local. Yep. You want to, like, you know, hire a friend. And it's like, that's a that's a big workload to put yeah. on somebody. Right. Like, holy cow. But just if it a, ever just happens, a quick, I'm there. Just a, yeah. Just a quick heads up. My phone just notified me that I'm at 20% battery. And I only have one port to put my headphones in. So okay. that, no that might we'll be a problem. But just we'll if I quick. if I cut out, that's what's happening. So <laughs> <laughs> if you cut out, we'll finish the the, the podcast uh, with me and Pat, and it'll yeah. be terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever had a moment where, like, you know, a fan will be like, "Oh man, I love your band so much. You sound like this band," and then you like you look at them and you're like, "I don't see that whatsoever." Like yeah. I don't under like. Um, so don't take this the wrong way whatsoever but have you ever heard of the band uh or the artist or the band uh, i don't know nathaniel ratliff and the night sweats i have heard of them i'm not familiar with them unfortunately okay. but so, I ha- we have been told before that uh that they're uh, one to look out for yeah okay so like it's always weird whenever i compare a band's sound but again everybody does it they everybody compartmentalizes things it's like yep. you put this in there and that box and that box and that box and another <laughs> box and then you mail it to yourself and when it arrives no. yeah um Especially with a hand so Thank you. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Or to save on postage. (laughs) Uh, Well, that said, like when I was listening to your music, uh, I got crazy um, Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats vibes in the way that it sounds Southern rock with with like Western influences. And the only reason I say like Western influences is because you have like that, like that minor. tone in a lot of your songs as yep. well as those like western twangs which yep. like which is dope I, as shit. it's it's awesome as all fuck <laughs> like i like i honestly i love it i love it awesome. so like how would you describe your music style um because i don't know if i can do it justice by just saying it's southern rock yeah, yeah um like how would you describe that and then on top of that who are some of your musical inspirations yeah so um you know 
uh, our kind of go-to, like our you know tagline or whatever is is we call it cinematic alt rock. That's just kind of our blanket Hell term yeah. for it. But uh, but uh, I've also heard uh, gothic Americana is a good uh, is a good one. Um, and then uh, mm. and uh, and uh, it, for a while we were calling it uh, we were calling it cult rock because we thought that was a funny little pun. But uh, cult rock. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I mean, but, like, hey, there's an audience there yeah. for it, like, for <laughs> right, sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm I, I uh, I'm honestly not like a big fan of like of like Western like like like. There's like there's two kinds of Western. There's like country Western, right? Yeah. And then there's like spaghetti Western, which is like yeah, that's, that's like the kind. That's, that's the, the thing we're going that for. Yeah, that's so, that Mandalorian shit. Exactly. And that's like yep. where that's where we're trying to hit that like cinematic note and still make, you know, good hooks and good choruses and stuff like that. But uh but always kind of with that like, you know, you know, badass like Clint Eastwood kinda yep. like undertone to it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh did you oh crap. There's a song on the new A Day to Remember album. Um I think it's not high dive and I can't remember uh Looks Like Hell, I think is what it's called. It has that like country western like spaghetti western vibe to it and it's kind of like coming back a little bit for some reason i don't know where it went I, coming back is the only way i know how to phrase it right right but like i freaking dig it and seeing that it's making these like uh these waves in alt rock is awesome and i think it's opening up a lot of listeners to a lot of different kind of genres of music while still being safe underneath the alt rock category, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of really great content out there right now with like, in like the like alt country scene or whatever. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's cool stuff in there. And then that bleeding in with like, you know, heavier, have the heavier scene and stuff. Um, yeah. but my, probably my, my number one influence is a band called murder by death. They're like okay. my, my, Biggest influence that you listen to them and you're like, oh yeah, that's I get it. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but they were like, they were like, you know, growing really rapidly in like, uh, you know, 2008, 2010 era, and uh, and they had this great kind of cross section of like the the twangy, uh, you know, uh, spaghetti western style stuff, but yeah. then they would like, they would like, uh, they. Uh, collaborated with like My Chemical Romance, and it was like, yep. so it's like they could kind of balance this this scene of like the alternative scene with a little bit of this like other influence, kind of the 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 country side of things, but it's still like you know aggressive, and they have some screams yeah, in there, and it's absolutely like gnarly, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, that was. That was I'm awesome. gonna have to check that out. Yeah, they're they're great. Murder by Death. Uh, uh, we they're like have always been my favorite band, like since I was a teenager, but uh, but. Uh, we actually in I think eighteen, we got to open for them in Minneapolis, oh, wow. and it was dude, like, dude, that's that so was like, cool. Yeah, that was like my well, congratulations, number one, man. Yeah, that was my number one like bucket list thing of like the one thing I want to do with this band. <laughs> well, I hate and, to say it, then Austin, um, you've officially peaked. I know, um, really, <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, that's it. It's true. <laughs> you're done. You're done. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, so since your uh, your phone's at like probably eighteen percent right now, we're yeah, gonna we're know. gonna speed through this last question. No, um, and I'm gonna melt building into tension two. for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have that, a couple other segments dramatic. still, so <laughs> yeah. So we want to make sure that we get through this because yeah. uh, you're an amazing guest, and we uh, I don't know I'm vibing with you like fuck. So All right, so um, vibing with you, <laughs> vibing with you, man. Uh, what is some advice that you wish you'd have been told when you were first starting out with music? 
And then on top of that, what is some advice you would like to give our listeners who are trying to, quote unquote, make it in the music industry? Yeah, you know, uh, I would say, first off, uh, think about your band name more. (laughs) 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 before you print it on vinyl. Um, <laughs> um, Letters cost extra, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, um, I would say, you know, I think we were really focused on touring first, kind of like touring mm. first and we'll make fans as we go. And it's like, yeah. you kind of need to make the fans first. And then the tour is like the last step. The tour is like you, you grow yeah. your fan base and then, the tour is like harvesting your fan base. Like you grow them from yep. a distance with the internet and then yep. you go out. As I say, that's, and that's a relatively modern way to look at it. And yep. it's kind of the only way that's not the only, I shouldn't say the only, it's kind of one of the biggest ways that it's starting to work now. It, mm-hmm. it used to be the other way around. It used to be the tours and then the, yep. the fans. Uh, but that was the time before Google. That was the time before, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all these things where people just kind of sit at home on their phones all day. Yep. Now it's reach them where they're at, which is on their phones, and then go hit them up with a, with a tour later once you've already got them hooked through your right. funnel. Right. So, um, yeah, and that's that's a relatively newer way of, of looking at the, the, the music industry and, and the routes to which Agreed. you should take yeah. to, yep. to get a fan. I mean, even within the past, like, five years. Like yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the, I know we've talked about this a lot, but even, like, the, the rise of TikTok and, and how that's working out. And yeah. literally somebody's first show on TikTok was playing Lollapalooza. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's a weird backwards way of thinking, uh, looking at it. Yep. But it's something you should definitely look at right. and um, pursue. Right. I always feel like it's like the, the shows, I think the shows used to be, used to be that the show is the work that you're putting in to achieve your goal. And now the shows are like, that's the reward of the work yep. you put in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be back with our next segment. So stick around. Hey, everyone. You guessed it. It's Bear again. And uh, I'm his friend, Pat. His good friend, and Pat. His good friend, Pat. And we are from Unsigned Pop Punk. And uh, we did a, we did a fun thing here. We just released the Summer Jams 21 mixtape. And it's on cassette. So if you guys are into retro, this is going to be an awesome, awesome throwback. So we've got some of your be- some of your favorite bands uh, that have been a part of Unsigned Pop Punk, uh, including Royals, Penny Board, Cities Never Sleep, Of Brighter Skies, Aim High, Cleveland Avenue, Goalkeeper, Cheer Up Dusty, and many more. Where can we find that, Pat? You can find that right now at unsignedpoppunk.com there it is unsignedpoppunk.com thank you guys so much for listening that's pretty good that was pretty good that's a good clap (laughs) did you feel it felt it in my bones (laughs) nice welcome back so now we're going to uh hop into our next segment obscure questions we're going to get a little uh, these ones get a little bit weird i guess so before i was telling you you know you know, we're going to have fun. We'd had fun before, but now we're going to ask weird things because now is the time for weird. (laughs) (laughs) The weird things. Weird things like, do you like the smell of your own socks? Uh, No, don't ask. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Easy next question. Do you find find the smell of gasoline appealing? (laughs) Because kind of. 
you know, okay, fun you fact, talk about this. I have I have a Save. fun story about the smell of gasoline. Let's hear I, it. Uh, yes, we're I, talking uh, about it. Let's go. Oh, we're going for it. I uh, uh, I lost my sense of smell for debt for ten years from damn like it, a COVID. oh okay from a, from a from a head injury as a kid. Right? Oh damn! Lost my sense of smell. Didn't I was like whatever. I like my yeah. And then the first thing I smelled was gasoline and uh, like because later it came back. Uh, <laughs> What gasoline yeah. brought it back, man? Exactly. Guys started with gasoline, then it was peanut butter, and then like one thing at a time. And now I don't have like a good sense of smell, but but I have. So those, now you're sitting here things. like I would love a gasoline peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so nostalgic. Mm, nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filling up my car like it smells mm. like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Could go for a sandwich. Just right like now. completely like flip flop, like the, how it corresponds in your right. brain, like which one you want. You smell things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you do like the smell of your own socks. Right. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. Just haven't tried it. No. All right, let's get into the real questions right. here. So real, real first question we have. So how do you feel about UFOs and cryptozoology, and who do you think would win in a fight? Sasquatch or the Mothman? This is a lot. You downloaded a lot on me. Okay, I so, sure did. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, all right. First off, what's cryptozoology? Okay, okay. Thank God I'm not the only one. Okay, <laughs> at least I, I genuinely thought like I was like oh, Austin seems pretty smart. Like he's gonna get this, and I'm like, there's no way. Like I'm the stupid one in here, and then I feel so much better. I was okay. like, I'm not alone. It's all good. Crypto, I get that, but cryptozoology is like the study Sas- of animal. No, it's the study of like Sasquatch, Mothman, Loch Ness monster. Uh, you know the New Jersey Devil. All, oh, like, gotcha. Okay. All of those I was kind thinking of kind of like those like myth- mythical yeah, like, the, legend. Yeah, I was literally. Like, I was thinking. I was going like um, Dogecoin yeah. animal studies. <laughs> no, no, like, no. no. It, yeah, it's like so. It, I believe I can, don't quote me, but it's like <laughs> hidden animals is basically mm. the kind of the gotcha. term for it because like you, lore and we, myth yeah, around like we different beasts we can't and stuff. Prove it. We have no f- actual proof of them. So imagine this okay. with me. My brain interpreted that I was like, okay, cryptocurrency. That's like uh, that's like uh, that's similar to like NFTs, right? Where it's like an encoded one of a kind thing. And then you said zoology, and I was like, okay, so it's like it's like a Tamagotchi, but like <laughs> <laughs> like one of a kind Tamagotchi pet. All right, that's <laughs> cryptozoology. Got it. I like it. <laughs> Honestly, like uh, I was in the same vein. Like, uh, <laughs> Okay. Zoo. That animals are at the zoo. I, I forgot the other questions. I, I was uh, who do you think one. would win in a fight, Sasquatch or the Mothman? Okay, now Mothman. When you say Mothman, I think of Mothra, and that's that's not fair. Uh, but I, I don't really know what the dimensions of Mothman are. Okay, like, is so, he just so, like a is he a human sized moth, or is he a human with moth? So attributes? he is a humanoid with giant wings. Mm. That looks like a moth man. Because here's the thing: I don't think I don't think of moths as being particularly strong or vicious. Whereas Sasquatch, right. I mean, like you, you throw I on mean, a flashlight, the moth is gone. You know? Yeah, I mean, like Sasquatch just, is like here, boy. <laughs> yeah, See, my mind's on Sasquatch, or honestly, my mind's on a draw because the moth man would just fly mm. out of there, and then right, what that's can you the thing. Do? He he can fly, yeah. And, yeah. and he's from you know West Virginia, so yeah. Like, my mama. That's scary right there. Get I mean, yeah, just the West Virginia part in and of itself would freak me the hell out. <laughs> so if you don't, like, it, I mean, 
Austin, you being like a big story and comic book type of dude, you you really yep. should you should really dive into some cryptozoology, man. It's <laughs> okay, uh, okay. It is I, it's it is wild territory. <laughs> I know the basics. Uh, you know, I know the I know the I know the basic creatures they talk about. I heard about this uh, this town in I think Minnesota. That's like their whole thing is all about Sasquatches. Yep. It's like yep. they have like a whole Sasquatch like like town. I got, I don't know like stores and stuff. Yes, uh, it's very articulate. Sounds Truly. like fun. Honestly, I would love to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, hell yeah. All right, in a life or death situation, who in the band could hold their breath under the water the, underwater the longest? Uh, probably me. Well, no, actually, <laughs> actually, John uh, Johnny Bones is our trombone player. He's got oh, he's got you beat by yeah, mom. for sure. He's got me that beat. lung capacity, dude. Yeah. Like, you think you think you're something as a vocalist? No, 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 trombone <laughs> no, exactly. I, Brass moment, section got you beat. <laughs> the moment I said, I was like, no, I wouldn't. Uh, no way. <laughs> Also, can we just take a moment and appreciate the fact that they have a trombone player in there? Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, <laughs> it's so good, and it sounds he's great. Our, he's our <laughs> secret weapon. You want something to sound <laughs> epic? You throw a Hans Zimmer horn behind it, and oh, that's all you need. <laughs> I'd say your secret's out, but since there's only like my mom listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're, you're good. <laughs> Don't let her know. <laughs> also, Austin, just so you know, Reamer, Minnesota. That's, that's okay. where it is. Sweet, sweet. Yep. Reamer. Yep. I've Reamer. been there. I, I okay. went to the Sasquatch Reamer, Museum. Reamer, barely newer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll get cut, probably. That'll <laughs> sell right there. <laughs> I do mark these episodes as explicit, so I hope yeah. nobody's getting like a weird idea. <laughs> so. Yeah, what's going on with you and the Sasquatch? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the Reamer. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's Reamer, Reamer, Remer. Uh, it's R E M E R. So, all right, all right. You only have a couple options. <laughs> That's true. If you could go viral for anything, what would it be? Well, honestly, I would hope that it would just be like something intentional and good and cool that I did, but that's not really how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's not sure. how viral so what do you works. Think, what do you think it would be? Like, there's right. two very different things. Like, what uh, you would want it to be and what it probably would be. Right. I, uh, so I uh, recently, I've posted, I've posted a number of TikToks and, like, right. Instagram reels and all that kind of stuff. They always get, like, not that good of views. But I posted this video of that, like, filter on TikTok where it, like, zooms in the camera at like random points and you're trying to yeah, the cat it with one. your face. Yep. And I did that with my cat <laughs> yep. and that got more views than anything I've ever posted. Yeah. Like, I, I've watched it twice. Just <laughs> so <laughs> I just literally now just followed you. So on that's, the, that's probably the one that that's probably the kind of thing that would go. <laughs> you're like, well. you just, and that's the way it works too. You'll sit there and you'll be like, I'm going to sing my songs. Everyone's going to like my song. <laughs> Nobody gives no. a shit about your songs, but <laughs> <No>. cat, <laughs> Put your cat out there. Oh, yep, exactly. Yeah, in an automatic crop filter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing that I did that went like a little bit viral was um, was I made uh, in this in the movie Nacho Libre. That he has <gasps> that he like sings this song, friend. the uh, the Incarnacion song. <laughs> Incarnacion. Exactly. So I made like Incarnacion. a I made a musical accompaniment to that. I like made a song out of it. Gave oh, it a, you I did. gave it a beat. I gave it like chords. I like tuned the vocals and everything. 
Oh and uh, and I made a TikTok of that, and uh, and it it got pretty good views and got some I likes. I just got real happy. I haven't yeah, seen man. it, but after I'm gonna this, watch. I, I can't wait to watch. It. I literally just followed you on TikTok. I, I cannot yeah. wait to watch this video. Yeah. Nacho Libre is my life. I did. I did one. Oh, that was just the scene. And then uh, I followed it up. I ended up like making the full song, um, but people didn't care as much about the full song. But <laughs> yeah, right. Like as soon as they post, oh, I do this on Spotify now. And then yeah. like when you do, like even if it's two weeks later, like right. oh, shit. You're I like, think it is on SoundCloud actually. Oh, see, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. You don't have yeah, enough well, face you know. tattoos for that. No, I don't. No, we could change that. It might be banned. We could actually. I don't remember where it is. We could. True. All right. Well, that's a great way to to segue into our next segment. Segment. I don't know why I did it like that, but like you know what, it's there. It's there. I assume that's how you always do it, but no, I've never done it that way. No, it's more so super timid. Like like uh, next question. Oh, we're gonna do this. Yeah, we're very timid. Maybe we should. Maybe like I'll throw like a bunch of like distortion. Like our next segment. Just get some blast beats. Like. Funny, actually, it would work for that. this though, because so our next segment, rapid fire questions. Okay, oh, so gosh. we're gonna you get you get two options. Each one, um, I guess you can m- create your own option outside of those options. Uh, okay. I don't I don't recommend it for yourself though. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: sh- you're shooting from the hip. Take it Kay. right in the right in the heart. Okay. No thoughts. You ready? ready? Yep. Okay. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World? I have not watched either. More <laughs> wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Demerit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yep. Dogs or cats? Cats. What? Cats. Okay. Oh, am I cutting out? Cats. You, 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 uh, it's just the Zoom. It's oh, okay. the Zoom. We're good. It's probably fine on the audio. I'll just like. Okay, cool. It, it, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. But you yeah. said cats, right? Cats. Cat? I'm a cat man. I got a bunch of cats. <laughs> cat man. Cat man. Pudding. <laughs> pudding or Jello? Pudding. No contest. All right. <laughs> uh, are you <laughs> are you a day or night person? Honestly, I'm like a straight up morning person. Like, okay. oh, God, yep. Cut <laughs> different cloth, man. Fall up, fall up, boy, or My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance, no doubt. Oh right. yeah, there's no, there's no <laughs> way in my head where it goes Fall Out Boy, especially listening to your music. And yeah. like, just like, just like listening to you, like oh, I want to create a comic book. It's yeah. Like, no, that's that's got Gerard Way wings. Exactly. Well, I'm just, I'm it. just waiting for whoever says Fall Out Boy so we can fist fight. Um, but no, no. I mean, you can have your own opinions. Hey, even Fall Out Boy's wrong. great, but yeah, yeah no. they Fall are. Boy. <laughs> yeah, they I are. mean, I'm more more inclined to early Fall Out Boy, but mm. you know, that's just my taste, and I'm getting old. So. No, I agree. I, <laughs> I, I, I was obsessed with Fall Out Boy un- until you know about ten years ago. Mm. Dude, I got into Fall Out Boy's. Uh, I got into them from their record. Um, I think it's. Uh, uh, thriller? No, the fuck. What the record? Thriller in the Manila. Ma- oh man, I don't remember. It's got the it's the blue album with the sheep and the bedtime. <laughs> yeah, bedroom. yeah, yeah. I um, I cannot remember for the life of me the name of the album. I could but the see opening it. song. Infinity is on high. 
Infinity on high. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm about to get so much clap back from this from my mom because she's the only one that listens to this podcast. She's um, a big Fallout Boy fan. She's, she's a, a big yeah, Fallout Boy fan. You don't remember Infinity on high? Yeah. I thought I you right. <laughs> Exactly. No, but I got into them because I listened to Thriller. Like the or like the the intro track to the and it's Jay Z like mm-hmm. like he's just like uh, I, I'm just like is this Jay Z FOB yeah chill <laughs> is he up and then it goes straight into the and I'm like this is fucking dope can I just say in your in your in in your thing for just for a second you said Fallout Boys and I thought that's that's such a funny like. That'd be a great like parody band, like the Fallout Boys, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, or, or like the Fallout Boys. Yeah, like almost that, but <laughs> so close. <laughs> Just to add an S, the whole thing changes. The fe- well, the Fallout gents. <laughs> <laughs> I I was a I was a big take this to your grave kid myself. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I was a big. Um, I think it's how you pronounce it, but I've never Googled it. But uh, Folly Ado? Yep, Folly Ado. Yeah. Like, um, That's a good one, too. The, th- my favorite song on that album is What a Catch. Uh, I don't, dude, it's just, I'm a sucker for slow jams. Like, and <laughs> it's so good. And then at the end of the song, it's got a culmination from like a, like their discography. You got like Thanks for the Memories mm. on there. Like, and it, they all just like sing it. Yeah. Like, and I'm just it, like, that, it's a good this one. is good. This is beautiful. And I got like I got into it when I was like doing my music video phase where all I would do is like go on YouTube for hours and hours every night, just like suggested music videos from different bands. And yep, like same. that came up and I'm like, this is incredible. And it's like him like with the with the bird playing the piano on the boat in the middle middle of the ocean. And by the end of the music video, he's got a whole like group of people that like they rescued and saved. I'm like, this is awesome and that's how i got into fallout boy all right i I love like (laughs) callback stuff like like self-referential stuff when Mm -hmm. you have like Mm -hmm. like reoccurring themes we have we have a couple of those in in our albums um like uh like uh in our last album skeleton man there's a uh we have these character motifs and every time a character is like in the scene you'll hear this like certain melody uh that's like a part of it and at the end all like the different melodies all kind of come together and and make this bigger like moment and I love that. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just, there's some, there's some sort of like, like poetic. I don't even know what to call it. It's just, it's, it's just so poetic. Like, cause it, it feels right. Like when I I remember like uh, when I was doing like uh, my English class and my teacher was like, it's called a ping. Whenever like in the, you mentioned something in the beginning of the story and at the end of the story, you do like a call back to it. It pings back to what that original place was and it makes you feel like you've come full circle. Mm. And, uh, it just it leaves this like feeling of resolve in your body, and it's just it's incredible. Yep. And I lo- I'm so I'm a sucker for it. Yep. It's yeah. Setup and the setup and the payoff. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. All right, dude. Austin Dury, thank you so much for just coming on this podcast. We've had an absolute absolute blast as we're coming to a close here. Um, with all of this said and uh, all of your insight, like we can't thank you enough for being here. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and plug your band, plug your brand, plug uh, where we can find you, what kind of social media you're on, what's next for you guys, like what's your big goals, and uh, and then uh, we'll call this an episode. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can check out my band Coyote Kid uh, for dark, spooky, cinematic, 
rock stuff. Uh, and uh, we're on all the social media. Uh, it's usually just Coyote Kid Official because we're official and couldn't get the mm-hmm. tagline of just and Coyote they, Kid. They are uh, <laughs> egomanic. Oh crap! What was no. that? What was that thing we were saying? Emo, emo Ego- maniac. Emo maniac. Emu. 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 Emu mania. <laughs> Except I'm pretty sure that's in the portion <laughs> that was cut. This is a disaster. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, oh, check no. all that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Callback. Uh, we've got a. Uh, uh, we have a, a new song that just came out called "Good Intentions." It's really like groovy and fun. It's fantastic. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're always playing shows, always around, uh, trying to tour as much as we can. And uh, uh, we're also, uh, we are actually, I guess I'm not really sure when this is going to air, but we, uh, we're in this like contest thing to like, we're like collecting votes for this online contest. Whoever gets the most votes gets to go play this huge show in like Hollywood or whatever. And we're we're currently in second place. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and uh, and the first round ends tonight, like cuts to top fifteen. Tonight being not when you're listening to this, but um, right, right. So assuming we don't fall, you know, thirteen places, uh, I think we'll make it through to the next round, and then uh, and then we'll be looking for more votes. So you can check that out on all of our social media and stuff. We'll be posting about it, and uh, yeah, if you want to vote for us, that'd be super cool. You can vote once every day, um, and. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of the current thing we're pushing. That's right awesome, now. dude. Yeah, that's Love awesome. It's awesome. And with that Good said, luck. even if uh, even if you guys are hearing this after this has happened, still follow them on the social medias. Yep. Like, do do your due diligence. Like, you guys know what to do. You guys know what to do by now. So, <laughs> make sure you guys are following Coyote Kid. I always say link in the bio, and it feels so stupid. Like link, link in, the in the bio. bio. Like, link in the go. bio. They, they know where the bio is. <laughs> link in the bio. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, Austin, thank you so much for being here. We're yeah. going to have like thunderous applause somewhere around here to make sure that uh, so. you are out <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and oh. good to go. Um, with that said, everybody, this has uh, been another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Pat, I can't wait to do this again with you. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>